Well, hello there. Time now for the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox, and this week, as always, very interesting topics that you might want to pay attention to, including USA RV adventures. Have you ever thought about going out in a recreational vehicle with your family? Well, we've got all the information you're going to need about that. The disabled veterans are stopping by. They're really in need of volunteers, drivers especially. We'll talk about that. We've got invasive pests. It's that time of year to go out and squash a lot of things. We'll tell you what. And Pretty Stoned. It's a new movie on MTV. We've got the star of the show stopping by. And finally, climate change. It's affecting the Gulf Coast fisheries. We'll have details on that, too. All right, so y'all need to stay tuned. It's coming up next, the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. World-class plant experts, beautiful flowers and foliage, a kid's zone, juried artists and crafters, free admission. Sounds pretty good, right? If you agree, then you won't want to miss the 61st annual Apopka Art and Foliage Festival, April 29th and 30th at Kidland Nelson Park. Check out the incredible flowers and foliage, talk to plant doctors, and learn more about conservation. Plus, over 70 award-winning artists and crafters. Visit apopkaartandfoliagefestival.org. If your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by Asian cycad scale, it's time to fight back with organic Summit Year-Round Spray Oil. It kills Asian cycad scale and other insect pests, but Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil, so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com. Ah, what a day to be a Florida tomato. Sunny, warm, ooh, and expected afternoon showers. I am feeling so vine. You say tomato, I say, what the? Florida tomatoes, they're ripe for the picking. So look for fresh from Florida tomatoes where you shop and support our state. See more seasonal produce at followfreshfromflorida.com. Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs? Like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet. Find out about supplemental security income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI. Produced by Social Security at U.S. Taxpayer Expense. The Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox. It's the Florida Roundtable, and this time we're going to talk to the daughter of a celebrity who's a celebrity all herself and a comedian, too. Funny girl. It's all good, though. I'm going to tell you all about this new show that she's involved with called... Ah, we'll get to it in a second. MTV's original new movie, and all ready to go, the female lead stoner. <laughs> Here's Sky Townsend. Welcome to the show, Sky. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> She's laughing at my stupid intro. I know it. I just know it. All right. Now, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of stoner movies. Um, you know, like, uh, what's that one? Days and Confused is a great one. Of course, the uh, the one with F-U, 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 the one. You know the one. Uh, anyway, so what made you decide to do a stoner movie? You know, for me, 
it's beyond it being a stoner film. It was a character challenge for me getting to come in and, um, you know, completely switch the way I hold my face and hold my mouth and my voice. And, uh, you know, it just it allowed us all to play in a really fun way. And I think as comedians, all you look for is spaces that allow you to be as free as you want to be. So the director was really amazing, Jonathan Hawk. He let us do whatever we wanted. And uh, I think that's what made the project so fun is we all got to stretch really, really big. Yeah. So it's a stretch to be a stoner for you guys. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, I'm an angel. That's what I'm saying. Okay, just wondering, you know, because I remember back in the day when your daddy was on the stage talking about you guys. So you never know what's going on there, but uh, she is the daughter. Uh, how many uh, siblings do you have, Sky? One of four. There's four towns and kids. Oh, my God. Watch out, world. <laughs> They're coming. So you, um, it's a sky-high movie, but it's pretty stone. Emphasis on pretty, correct? We've got... A female-led cast. Oh, you tell us. Why don't you tell us, Guy? Yes, it's no. It's an all-female-led cast. Um, the the film follows two uh, girls that do not get along in a work setting, and they end up having to work together because they lose twenty thousand dollars worth of weed. And uh, I play the middle woman in the film. I'm a kooky hippie who is just all over the place and means well, but clearly is not well. And so uh, everybody was a lot of fun showed up to work and was, was open-minded. Uh, we got to know each other. We would hang out on the weekends. And so I hope that everybody really sees the chemistry we have in real life. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the new movie from MTV, all original. It's called Pretty Stone. Sky Townsend is part of this female-led stoner comedy. And I'm just wondering a lot of things about this movie. You guys filmed it in Atlanta. How was that? Oh, my gosh. It was so great. I, I had never shot in Atlanta before. I'd shot in Augusta, but Atlanta was just, we had so much fun. Um, it was amazing, too, because, you know, you have this mini life for a month, right? Like, you're living in a, a new place, you're driving a new car, you're on new roads, and so it's really fun because we all just look at it as an adventure, and when it was all over, we were definitely sad, but we partied hard. So we've been talking with Sky Townsend. Sounds like a fun movie. Pretty stoned. Check it out on MTV, and you're going to love it. Thanks for being with us today, Sky. We really appreciate you sharing your time with us. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Hey there, Florida Roundtable, Melissa Fox, and wow, we've got some issues going on. Apparently, climate change is stressing fisheries across the Gulf Coast. The number has increased the severity of red tides, is impacting the popular fish populations, and for that matter, the fishermen. Commercial shrimp, oyster, and crab fisheries are suffering. With that in mind, Chris Free is with us today, a fishery research scientist at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and he's worked with the EDF to study the management rules for 500 U.S. fisheries. And he's developed recommendations that will help to build climate resistance. So, Chris, tell us what the deal is. There's no one-size-fits-all solution for creating climate-resilient fisheries. But there are things we can do now that will make a difference in the short and long term. Here's Scott Hickman to join us. Now, he is a guide fisherman from Galveston, Texas. And what have you been seeing lately, uh, Scott? I've seen entire stocks shipped out of the Gulf of Mexico. We used to catch 200 plus cobia a season. Last year it was only 12, but up in New Jersey, a friend pulled in over 80. There is no denying we are feeling the impact of climate change. 
Well, thanks, guys. For more information, visit fisheriesolutionscenter.edf. Healthcare.gov is here for you when life happens. If you lost your health coverage because of turning 26, going off Medicaid, leaving your job, or moving, you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now. And if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby, you could also be eligible. But don't wait. There's a limited time to enroll. Check your eligibility at healthcare.gov today. Life happens. Get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Worried about losing your Medicaid benefits once the public health emergency ends? Don't panic. Affordable options are available through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. You don't have to try to figure this out on your own. There are certified health insurance navigators available to help you and your family find the right coverage. There's no obligation and it's free. Visit CoveringFlorida.org and secure your health coverage today. That's CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archie Bello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. It's the Florida Roundtable. And you know how so many people love to come down here to Florida? Well, we Floridians like to go somewhere else as well. And with that in mind, um, this is awesome. A recreational vehicle or an RV, what a great idea. But, ah, where do we go? How do we, what's the best spot? Why? Um, Well, we'll find out right now. The book is called USA RV Adventures, and I'm a real big fan. We've got, uh, who the heck is with us today? Is it Bonnie or Bonnie Sinclair? Bonnie Sinclair, yes. Perfect. <laughs> do you do a lot of uh, of RV traveling with your hubby, though, Grant? Yes, my husband Grant and I, we travel as much as we can. Perfect. Not full-time yet, but we travel as much as we can. Now, the new guidebook it has 25 epic adventures, routes, if you will, and hundreds of things to do along the way. I mean, this is one of the best travel guides I've ever seen. Plus, it's got lots of pictures and, and diagrams of that, of the mapping area, the camping grounds, etc. So tell me, first and foremost, uh, why the RVs are, are kind of picking up in, in the whole deal. Why, why are folks now looking for a little bit of this, that, and the other? Well, I think it's just, you know, a way to get outside, a way to explore, and you don't have to move from hotel room to hotel room. You've got all of your stuff right there with you everywhere you go. You're sleeping in your own bed every single night. Um, and then you're getting outside, right? And you're seeing all of the great places across the country and just enjoying the fresh air. Wow. It does sound like fun. I immediately, as soon as I got it, I was like, oh, 
look at this book. Again, it's called USA RV Adventures, and it's a new guidebook. There's 25 exceptional routes, and my friend uh, was right there at the time when I opened up the book, and she is a big RV person. They throw the whole family in and take off for a couple of weeks. She was impressed. She's, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I never even knew this was here. We're going there. We're going here. I was like, all right, then. So I gave her the book. Awesome. I gave her the book. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Had to be done. So let's talk about uh, what first and foremost made you put the book together. Well, we just wanted to share the awesome places that we've seen with everybody else. Um, and we know how overwhelming it can be to plan a trip, um, especially, you know, we tend to go out for six or seven weeks at a time over the summer. And we know that, you know, filling up that much time in lots of different places is not easy. So we wanted to give that inspiration and, and as much detail as we could to somebody that wanted to do that but didn't know where to start. What a great idea. So tell me some of the top 10 experiences out there, maybe even the best trips according to the season, which down here right now is working its way into fire. We have one more season of the year. That's hurricane. Uh, but anyway, right. <laughs> let's talk about the 10 experiences that people really should think about going to. Well, there's, you know, there's really just about anything you want to do. If you want mountains, you could, you know, uh, we've got a route that goes through the Blue Ridge Mountains from uh, Great Smoky Mountains up to Shenandoah. If you're looking for, you know, that western expanse, we've got lots of routes out west that take you through some of the, the biggest national parks, Yellowstone, Yosemite, Grand Canyon. Um, we've got routes that are a little smaller through um, the uh, the extraterrestrial highway in southern Nevada. So, you know, there's really just about anything. And, you know, we love them all for different reasons, right? It's, it's hard to pick a favorite because every place you go has something special about it. Wow. Yeah, I look at the Florida and the south version. You've, of course, got the Blue Ridge Parkway, the Keys, which is an adventure all in its own for even us Floridians, Nashville yes. to New Orleans. Now, that sounds like a heck of a run. That really is. We did that one, um, and we actually did that one without our RV. We've done parts of it with the RV, parts without the RV. Mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, driving the Natchez Trace Parkway down from Nashville down um, to Natchez really is just a great experience and tons of places to see along the way. Nashville is great. You know, the, the route takes a side trip over to Memphis, which is just an amazing city. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, New Orleans. You can't go wrong with New Orleans. Um, and there's just so much fun in that area. Yeah, it sounds like it. We're talking to Bonnie Sinclair, and she's an author, but I'm assuming you are traveling all the time or at least a good portion of the year. As much as we can. Uh, Grant and I are both full-time teachers, actually. Oh. Um, and so we travel mostly in the summer, but our, our school calendar does allow for a few more breaks throughout the school year than some traditional calendars. So we, uh, any chance we get, we hit the road and go out and explore. All right. I want to go to Area 51. Is there a route? <laughs> yes, actually. What? The, uh, the extraterrestrial highway. 
takes you right by there. Um, so yes, that is our route, and I think it's called the ex- yeah Nevada and the Extraterrestrial Highway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you can't really go right to Area 51, yeah. but you can go past it. Yeah, there's the fence. Yeah. Exactly. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that I've noticed lately. First and foremost, people over 50, retirement folks, are taking more vacations. Uh, if they're out there right now listening, how would you convince them? Don't fly. You want to see the world. So tell me what's the deal. How would you pitch that? Oh, gosh. it You know, it really is. When you're in an RV, it's not about just the destination, but it's about the journey and all of the unexpected things that you find along the way. And there have been times that, you know, we're, we're driving to somewhere and we find something else great along the way, whether that's just because we happen to drive past it and say, hey, there's the big ball of twine that we didn't know was there. <laughs> or, you know, you're trying to find a place to stay for a night and you realize that, oh, my gosh, this city is amazing. We should stay an extra a couple of days and and explore you know the city along the way so it you know it just allows you to see more and do more i agree um flying especially cross country or whatever you just don't get that flavor at all you really don't so we're talking with bonnie sinclair i want you to go out and get the new book even if you're not really a recreational vehicle kind of person like like she just said bonnie said you know it's a time for you to kind of bond and yeah. create new memories and, and, you know, just explore. By the way, I wanted to ask you, what was one of your uh, favorite, the uh, can't-miss situations? Uh, we, honestly, my favorite place to go ever is Yellowstone National Park because you just never know what you're going to see with the wildlife. Um, and then you've got the geysers and the mountains and the lakes, and there's just a little bit of everything. And we've had some great experiences in Yellowstone watching the wildlife and just those unexpected things that, that you really couldn't predict. So I've just rented a big RV. What do I need to take with me? Oh, gosh. Well, pretty much anything that you would want to have in your house or in your car, because it really is a good combination. Um, so that can, can seem a little overwhelming, but, you know, you do have all of the comforts of home. So anything that you would want to be comfortable while at home, you're going to want in your RV. But again, it's, it's a vehicle and things can go wrong, just, you know, oh, yeah. like vehicles do, flat tires and, and whatnot. So, you know, you have to have kind of all of the tools to to fix anything that happens in a house or in a car and anything you would want to be comfortable in either one. Now, I have a question about the cabinetry. How does that stuff stay closed? Because every movie I've ever seen, the cabinets are always flopping around. I mean, seriously, how can I cook if somebody's driving and they're hitting potholes? You know, those are kind of things I think about. Well, you wouldn't be cooking while driving. Oh, okay. That's the first thing. Um, You do have to, you know, you should be seated while you're driving. Um, And even in an RV, you really should be wearing a Mm -hmm. seatbelt. But, the, you know, everything is just built so that they have actual, like, hooks. So, yeah, almost kind of not really baby-proof, but but kind of that that nature where, you know, things actually hook in and, and, you know, close as opposed to your cabinets at home that just you know, close. There's no latch or anything. Um, But even with the latches and things that should remain closed, sometimes it happens that something opens up while you're driving. Like you said, when you hit a big pothole and, uh, you know, we've had things from just a random drawer being open that wasn't a big deal (laughs) to 
things that have pretty much broken because of oh. bad roads oh. and it happens you just it's part of it so. wow okay so uh i am connected to the internet 24 hours a day it's kind of part of my job uh how yeah. would i get internet and you know an rv that's ready for me to go you said i need the comforts of home i can work from <laughs> home so talk to me right <laughs> um so Internet is one thing that can be hit or miss when RVing. Uh, many campgrounds do have Wi-Fi, which can be fabulous or can be absolutely worthless. Um, <laughs> so that that is hit or miss. And if that's something that's important, you do have to do some research. There are some satellite Internet options out there. Um, if somebody wants that, we personally have never gone that route or haven't gone that route yet. Um, so I don't know too many details about it myself, but I know it's out there. So if you need to be connected, there are ways to be connected. We're talking about the book USA RV Adventures is a new guidebook, 25 epic routes in there, hundreds of things to do as well and see and this book itself, again, campgrounds are set out, uh, the, the routes are in there, beautiful pictures of the areas and such. Pretty much it's a picture book. I love it, though. It is. It's true. And you even talk about uh, pets. How pet-friendly are most of these campgrounds that we would land at? The campgrounds themselves generally are pet-friendly. Um, every once in a while, you'll find a campground that restricts pets or certain breeds of dogs. Um, but for the most part, that, that's not a problem. Sometimes, you know, taking your, your dog in particular out on a trail somewhere, mm -hmm. um, that is not always possible. So you do have to think about if you're going to leave your dog behind, how do you make sure that they are safe and secure in your camper with food and, you know, the just temperature, right? Not too hot, not too cold. Um, so that is something to consider. But for the most part, it's fairly easy to travel with a pet and we traveled with a cat for several years oh a cat wow that can go yeah. sideways <laughs> yeah. yeah so taking an rv or a recreational vehicle out on the road it's a transformative experience and literally there's nothing else like it now you mentioned again in the book driving directions attractions restaurants basically anything you could want to make an on-the-road experience just a little better how is the book being received, Bonnie? I hope well. The feedback we've gotten so far has been good. So Perfect. It, it's always hard to know, but so far the feedback is good. Where can we get more information or pick up the book for that matter? You can buy the book pretty much anywhere books are sold, um, whether that's a, a physical store or an online retailer. If they sell books, you could probably find it there. And then our website is wanderfilledlife.com, and we cover many of the routes and destinations that are included in the book, along with other places that are not in the book. Perfect. Bonnie Sinclair, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure talking with you. Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs, like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet? Find out about Supplemental Security Income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. 
It only took a couple of minutes and it was a painless test. When our son was born, the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health. It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss. And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit hud.gov slash fairhousing. That's hud.gov slash fairhousing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. It's the Florida Roundtable, and, well, you know, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, or the USDA, the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, or APHIS, is available today to talk to us about protecting our plants, as well as we're going to highlight the invasive pests that are causing damage here in our state and keep it from spreading. With that in mind, let's introduce our guest, Catherine Bronsky the National Policy Manager with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. How you doing? 
Thanks so much for having me on your show today to talk about Invasive Plant Pests and Disease Awareness Month and why it matters in Florida and more widely across the country. Yeah, you know what? I've been seeing uh, things on the social media from my Florida friends about these. uh, They look like sort of crickets, but they're a little bit armored, very black, and they're just invading people's backyards. What do we do about them and what the heck are they called? Oh, no. I haven't heard about armored crickets, but I know in Florida, we're definitely on the lookout for a few pests that attack agriculture and natural resources. The Asian citrus psyllid comes to mind. This is a very tiny insect that attacks citrus plants and citrus plant relatives. And we recommend that residents do not transport backyard citrus, homegrown citrus, or even the plants out of the area because this pest transmits a disease called citrus screening. Now, this is incurable. Uh, Once it's infected, it cannot be cured. It makes the fruit very green, misshapen, unsuitable for eating or even to sell. You can't make juice out of it. Uh, And it's a really significant pest for a lot of our citrus-producing areas. So that may be one that you're thinking of. It's not black. It's very tiny and kind of green, but (laughs) it is an important hungry pest to be on the lookout for. Make sure not to spread to new areas. So I'm actually seeing some sort of weird crickety worm thing, um, and they come in the dozens. Like, from what I'm told, you have to kill them around here. Just squish them as quickly as possible. Is that a good oh, recommendation? Yes, have- <laughs> yeah, okay. That is a good I would say so, yeah. For some of the pests that we have, like the spotted lanternfly, which is more in the Pennsylvania area, we do encourage people within the areas that it's um, highly invasive, and we know we have a quarantine with the state there to squish them on site. But some of those pests, as they're moving to new areas, we might not know where they exist yet. It's actually really important to be on the lookout and report them. These pests are highly damaging invasive insects and diseases that really threaten our food supply, our environment, and the economy. And all of these types of invasive insects and plant diseases cost the U.S. an estimated $40 billion each year in damages to crops, trees, and other plants. They often arrive here with few or no natural predators that could help to control them naturally, so there's not much to keep their population in check, and they can spread to new environments quickly. That's done a lot of times with the help of people, unfortunately. Mm. These hungry pests are great, great hitchhikers. People accidentally spread them to new areas by traveling with them, or if they take a ride on your plants, your fruit, your outdoor items, firewood, anything that may be outside. That sounds great. Um, So (laughs) what are we checking our trees for? Uh, I know there's an invasive pest that sort of come around in April. You know, April showers bring May flowers. So what are we looking for in this period? Great question. Yeah, April is a good time to start looking for these hungry pests. Uh, Many pests start to emerge this time of year and maybe easier to spot. Um, I know in your area in Florida, we're definitely on the lookout for uh, giant African snails. These snails feed on more than 500 types of plants. And if fruits and vegetables are not available, they'll even attack your ornamental plants. They eat tree bark. And we've seen them eat paint and stucco on houses. Ah. It's incredible, these hungry pests. They carry it with a parasitic nematode that can lead to meningitis in humans. So please do not touch giant African snail if you happen to see it. But um, another one to be on the lookout for if you happen to see snails of unusual size, uh, report it. And you can see more pictures of this if you go to 
our website, hungrypests.com. It includes lots of great pictures of all these hungry pests, what the damage is that they cause to agriculture and natural resources, so what to be on the lookout for, and a really good way to report if you happen to see any sightings like this giant African snail. Just go to hungrypest.com, click on Pest Tracker, and there's a find or report pest by state or region. And in this case, uh, we've been working with the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services to um, be on the lookout for giant African snail. There was a new detection in Newport Ritchie in the area of Pasco County. Mm -hmm. And in June 22, so last year, the Florida Department of Ag did put in place a quarantine to help to eradicate this from the area. We're talking with Catherine Bronski, USDA National Policy Manager, and she also works for Plant Protection and the Quarantine Program. I found out the name quickly of the uh, the uh, tor- terrible parasite that was in my backyard. Lubber grasshoppers. Lubber. Ah, uh, oh, interesting. Grasshoppers are uh, sometimes native and can be a pest even if they're native and sometimes invasive as well. So, yeah, it's a great time, like you mentioned, to get outdoors, get in your garden, walk around your neighborhood, be on the lookout for these types of pests and diseases in your community. If you happen to see something suspicious like that, anything unusual in your plants and trees, your garden, definitely report it because your local agricultural official will be able to tell you a lot more information of whether this is a pest that we're concerned about, on the lookout for, and we really want to control, eradicate, or make sure not to spread it to new areas. Uh, See, we have another program that runs on our Florida News Network along with mine. It's called Better Lawns and Gardens, and the host, Teresa Watkins, she told me immediately when I sent her the picture, she said, oh, no, kill them all. These are lubber grasshoppers that I've been talking about. They devour everything. So literally, I was out smashing in my yard for about a half hour to an hour. Just They were everywhere. So those invasive. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I had to, soon I was like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> but what kind of damage can these invasive pests have? I mean, over the years, historically, what has happened? Yeah, so these pests, not only do they destroy our agriculture, impact our natural resources, um, but they can spread to new areas, which is the, the worst problem that, you know, now it can be even get getting to new areas in the United States. Um, another one that we're on the lookout for in Florida is the imported fire ant. This pest attacks corn, soybean, okra, citrus, and other crops. It's a large nest can be located in fields that interfere with and damage equipment during cultivation and harvesting. And another one that can be a pest to humans as well, they can inflict painful stings. Um, But you really want to make sure for this one not to move around soil. They can hitchhike on soil, plants, and farm equipment. So again, really important to not move plants, uh, don't move soil, and to make sure to inspect your gear and anything that could touch dirt, uh, travel soil-free, and that'll help to prevent that spread to new areas. So you just mentioned that. If I'm moving from, say, Florida, which would not happen, over to, I don't know, the Midwest (laughs) somewhere, how how do I uh, prevent the these, these hitchhiking pests from tagging along, do I say, look at them and go, you can't go? You, you're not allowed? I mean, yeah. how's that work? <laughs> 
Unfortunately, people can accidentally spread these hungry pests by way of items they move, such as untreated firewood, outdoor gear that may be hiding egg masses or soil. So, yeah, it's a great idea to take a look at anything that you may be bringing with you, whether you're taking a trip or even moving, like you said, to a new household. Make sure you don't bring these invasive pests with you. You can... uh, if for firewood, specifically in areas where we have spongy moth, make sure to not take firewood with you that is untreated. You don't want to travel long distances. With untreated firewood, instead, you can buy certified heat-treated firewood, and uh, that would make sure that any pests that happen to be within the firewood that you're you know, moving to, you're not likely to spread it once they emerge from the firewood and get into new areas. And other ways uh, is really important, especially for people in Florida when returning from, say, international travel, make sure to always declare food and plants and other agricultural items to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and that way you can make sure you're not bringing in pests from other areas. And when buying seeds or plants, make sure to source them responsibly. It is really up to the buyer, the person who's purchasing these, even if it's from an online retailer, to make sure that they have the appropriate paperwork indicating they are pest-free. Not all online retailers have uh, made sure that they're bringing in a appropriate plant material that's gone through all the right certification. Uh, So don't assume that the plant is okay to enter. Uh, Make sure to talk with your agricultural official locally. You can visit HungryPest.com for more contact information there. That's perfect. I was just going to ask you, what if we do find these pests boring holes in our trees and damaging my crops, our crops? How do we report these things? Yes, thanks so much for asking because the actions we take in our own backyard can really help to protect these vital resources that we have in the U.S. So we encourage everyone to learn more about how to recognize and report signs of invasive hungry pests going to hungrypest.com. You can also follow the conversation on our social media handles through Hungry Pests on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, But hungrypest.com is a great resource. It has lots of pictures. You can find out more about these different pests of where they're located, what to do to prevent them, and how to report. So just go to hungrypest.com, click on pest tracker, and go to find or report pests by state or region to get your local agricultural officials contact information. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for letting us know about all these invasive pests and plant problem. So, uh, Catherine Bronsky has been with us, the USDA APHIS program. Thank you so much for letting us know what we need to watch out for this spring right here in Florida. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you today. Ah, you got it. This is the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Are you losing your Medicaid coverage due to the public health emergency ending? If you're in jeopardy of losing health care coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to schedule your appointment today. Remember, that's CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115. 
More than 50,000 distracted driving crashes occurred last year in Florida. And sadly, close to 300 people involved in those crashes never made it home. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. It puts everyone in danger. The text can wait. Put it down and focus on driving. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro zero-turn mowers cut big yards down to size in less time, so you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features like MyRide suspension that takes the ache out of acreage, massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction, and ultra-durable Ironforge cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bowl through anything that dares get in your way. Toro, count on it. Visit toro.com slash zero-turn to find yours. It's the Florida Roundtable. Welcome back. I am Melissa Fox, and did you know that April is National Volunteer Month? Oh, yeah. National Volunteer Week has just passed us. Always a great time to consider volunteer opportunities. Help support your veterans in the community. This is according to Disabled American Veterans, and with that in mind, we've got U.S. Marine Corps Veteran DAV National Voluntary Service Director. Wow, I could just keep going on, huh? John uh, Kleindienst is with us. Is that correct? That's right. Thanks for having me on the show today. Oh, heck yeah. So National Volunteer Month. Now, we've been doing this for a while. Um, what kind of services does the Disabled American Veterans provide for us veterans? DAV, Disabled American Veterans, provides a lifetime of support and services for all the men and women of all generations. And we, we, we um, offer benefits advocacy, um, voluntary service initiatives, We're always looking for volunteers, legislative uh, initiatives, um, uh, services for all the men and women who served and their family members. You were uh, a native of Waco, Texas, huh? Wow. Is that happened? Uh, anything went on there with you? I understand you were medically discharged in 2003. Uh, what happened? To your, what, how'd you get injured? I was injured in, a, in an accident um, while performing my duties as a Marine. And uh, upon my retirement from the Marine Corps, I, was, uh, um, I went back home and started a career as a national service officer at the DAV National Service Office in Waco, Texas, and worked in different locations all throughout the country until I landed in this role about 10 years ago. Wow. So uh, you're the National Voluntary Services Director. We're talking with John uh, Kleindienst. He is responsible for a core of DAV volunteers. How do we find out about volunteer opportunities here in the Florida area? You can check out our website at volunteerforveterans.org and learn more about the services and programs we have as a voluntary services department. I would ask your listeners to uh, consider becoming a DAV transportation network driver. We have a very robust program in the state of Florida that provides free rides for veterans to and from their medical appointments. Oh, perfect. I love that. And this transportation network you think needs some drivers? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, we can always use drivers. Those, those, those volunteers who operate those vehicles uh, offer a lifeline of support for veterans to get to their medical appointments for the, for the medical care that they've earned as a result of their military service. I see. Now, uh, can you give me maybe a veteran story whose life was changed by these volunteers? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we have a we had a, uh, a student driver in the Nashville, Tennessee area. He was going to medical school there, and in between classes, he decided he wanted to find a way to volunteer. 
And some of the veterans that he was picking up, taking to their medical appointments, asked, you know, how long he'd been volunteering, how much time uh, does he dedicate to that? And he told them, you know, I just dedicate a, a couple hours in between classes to do this. And all the stories from the veterans he's transported just tell me how, they tell me how remarkable it is to see a student volunteer uh, car carving out some time in his day in between classes to provide them with the free ride the free rides uh, for their access to medical care. So uh, that's just one story of many of, of, of volunteers and veterans who've shared their, their pleasure with us about our programs and services DAV has to offer. So what do you think this driver who was uh, going to medical school, what do you think he got out of volunteering? Uh, it, he, he indicated to me that uh, he, he wanted to continue with medical school because of how much he values helping others. And it's a benefit both ways. It benefits the veterans and it benefits our volunteers. And that's just one story of, of, of a lot that I've heard of. You know, we had another young student volunteer who was um, uh, won one of our scholarships that we offer. And uh, she was so inspired by the stories of the veterans that she was helping while volunteering at the Little Rock, Arkansas VA, she decided to serve herself and now is in the U.S. Army serving as a medic. Ooh, ah, I love that. So um, we talked about a little bit, but not touched on it as much as I'd like to, and that is the decreasing numbers of volunteers. Mostly I'm thinking pandemic-related, but how's that impacted your program? Not only that, but veterans who are in need. Yes, we did see a decline due to the pandemic of volunteers and some, because of some of the programs were suspended across the country in a, in a COVID protocol. But what we're seeing today is an increase in, in people coming on to volunteer again as we're getting to back to some sense of normalcy. Um, but I will say this to your listeners, that those while the world was supposedly shut down as a result of COVID, our volunteer drivers remained steadfast and committed to the veterans they serve. So those veterans who needed the most critical care, such as dialysis therapy, radiation, chemotherapy, those volunteers made sure those veterans got to those appointments and back home safely. So I'm proud to report to your listeners and to everyone that, you know, while the world thought we were at a standstill, DAV volunteers were still out on the road transporting veterans to and from their medical appointments. We're talking to the National Voluntary Services Director, John Kleinsteitz. I'll get it right. <laughs> I messed it up that time. Um, but he's responsible for a core of these DAV volunteers, auxiliary volunteers. And you mentioned something about a scholarship program for young people who volunteer with DAV. Is there more information you can give us? Sure. We, we offer 10 scholarships valued at $110,000, top scholarships $30,000, and our lowest scholarships $5,000. If, if a young adult, 21 years of age or younger, has volunteered 100 hours on behalf of DAV, he or she is then eligible for our scholarship, and they can learn more about, about our scholarships in, by going to davscholarships.org. Ah, perfect. So, Someone wants to volunteer, say maybe me, where do I go to sign up? And if I'm going to be a driver, what kind of requirements do I need to know about? You can go to volunteerforveterans.org to sign up to become a DAV volunteer. The requirements to be a DAV volunteer driver are, are very simple. You have to be 21 years of age or older, possess a valid driver's license, be insurable, and pass a basic physical that would be conducted at the VA Medical Center where you're going to uh, base your uh, volunteerism out of. Wow. Okay, that's not so bad, is it? Hey, tell me about the Disabled Veterans Golf Clinic that you guys hold every year. 
Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful event. We hold it. We we do that event in partnership with the Iowa City VA Medical Center. We we put on an event and and just south of Iowa City, and we bring in 300 seriously injured veterans from all across the country. Most of them are visually impaired, and introduce them into golf and other adaptive sports to broaden broaden their uh, to broaden their horizons and, and educate them on. Uh, how we can overcome whatever physical disability that they have as a result of the military service. I understand there's also bowling. That's got to be fun. Yes, we we do offer bowling, horseback therapy, kayaking. Uh, again, we adapt to whatever the individual's injury or disabilities are and ensure they have the opportunity to participate in all those adaptive sports. What a great program. Uh, tell us a little bit about the National Disabled Veterans Winter Sports Clinic. Again, another wonderful event that we do in partnership with the VA. Uh, the Winter Sports Clinic takes place in Stonemass, Colorado. We just finished that event at the end of March. Um, it is an event where we bring in almost 400 severely injured veterans from all across the country. We had 42 different states represented this year, and we had uh, 315 veteran participants and uh, two that were on active duty. Uh, so it's a, it's a wonderful event that we do in partnership, and again, uh, we ensure that these veterans are adapted to whatever their injuries are and ensure they all have the opportunity to experience adaptive sports, uh, skiing, um, sled hockey, scuba diving, oh. and snowmobiling, just to name a few. That's pretty cool stuff. We're talking with John Kleinstens. I think I got it right that time. Um, and you guys have wor- you've worked together with the DAV for a long time. How, how did you end up coordinating yourself into disabled vet service? I know you were hurt, but what made you lean that direction? So when I returned to my hometown of Waco, Texas, I went to the DAV, Disabled American Veterans National Service Office in Waco, Texas, looking to better understand the benefits I might have been entitled to as a result of my military service. And in talking with the National Service Officer, I asked him, I said, hey, how do I get this opportunity to do what you're doing? Because I think it's really cool that you're continuing to help veterans after your military service. And I I tell everybody I just stumbled into the job, unbeknownst to me, and it's been a wonderful 20-plus year uh, career with DAV, Disabled American Veterans, and continuing to help my fellow brother and sisters in arms uh, ensure they get the benefits they're entitled to as a result of their military service. Perfect. One more time, throw out the information on volunteers and also the scholarships available by DAV. Yes, if you're interested in volunteering for DAV, go to volunteerforveterans.org. Or if you're interested in our scholarship program, you can go to DAVscholarships.org to learn more about both programs. Thank you for your time today. You got it. Thank you. U.S. Marine Corps veteran, DAV National Voluntary Service Director, John Kleinsdienst. Thank you so much for helping us out, and we'll get some more people to help you out. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. How exciting does a scavenger hunt sound? Grab your friends and go on a wild quest. Come on, guys, let's go. (laughs) 
The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission's Wild Quest is a free scavenger hunt taking place on wildlife management areas across the state, April 28th to May 7th. So grab your phone and join FWC on a wild adventure across Florida's best nature spots. Look, a deer. Complete missions and earn points for a chance to win cool prizes. Go to FloridaWildQuest.com to play. That's FloridaWildQuest.com. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you breaking news from the state of Florida. It's blueberry season! Fresh from Florida has the ripe, sweet blueberries you've been craving for cobblers, pancakes, and all your favorite homemade recipes. And best of all, buying fresh from Florida is a great way to support local farmers and jobs in our communities. You can find locally grown Florida blueberries in stores now. Just look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo or ask for Fresh from Florida where you sh- Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? He's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station management, owners, or sponsors. For questions or concerns, contact Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.